Well, good morning again, as Tyler already said. Hard to uh, believe today's the last day of October. Isn't it? This year is just flying by. Uh, I think we hit most of the announcements. Just a reminder, uh, December the 12th will be a Sunday evening worship service with baptisms. Um, so if I haven't spoken with you um, or we haven't you know, chatted about that, let me know if there's anyone else that's... I think there was a couple um, that I need to talk to and, and see about uh, baptism. So just talk to me after service if you don't mind. And then next Sunday night, the 7th, is that right? Um, we'll actually have a, a worship service as well. So looking forward to that. Any other announcements? I can't think title fit everything else. Uh, anyone with a special song this morning? Man. All right, well, if you got your Bible, turn over to the third chapter of the book of James. We've been in James for a, a few weeks, um, talking about faith. And the, the subject for uh, about the last month or so. Uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And James teaches that, that faith without works is dead. You know, talking about how that saving faith that you received when you accepted Jesus, how it, it should show works, you know, going forward, that you, you can see that demonstration of what Christ did on the inside. You know, that what happened on the inside should come out in, in some type of works. And then last week we talked about uh, the demonstration of our faith and how it relates to controlling our tongue, which, as we all know, that's that's very tough. Um, and, and how what comes out of our heart, actually, or what comes out of our mouth, is actually from our heart. And again, that that use of our words is, is again evidence of what Jesus did on the inside, um, or should be, and that that level of spiritual maturity. And we talked about a few times talking about loving God, loving Jesus, and learning to serve back there. So that's what all this is kind of. All together, our faith. So this morning, we're going to kind of stay on that same track of faith, if you will. And, and you know, how James here is demonstrating that living faith with the presence of wisdom. Who knows what it means to be wise? None of you. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm wise at all. So uh, where, where does wisdom come from? What do you think? Schooling? I can tell you from an IT perspective. We'll get to that, Dana. From an IT perspective, wisdom comes from Google. We've got to Google how to fix this. Or like your education. Do you guys think your education makes you wise? No. I don't think so either. So let's read here um, from James this morning. There's, you know, a couple things we'll address this morning is, is like we said, where does wisdom come from? And how those types of wisdom can have an impact on your lives. And the results of the different types of wisdom. Is my time up already? Somebody beeped. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So let's read here what uh, James has to say in the third chapter, starting at the 13th verse. Can everybody hear me okay? In the back, everybody? everybody good? Who is, this is ESV this morning. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. And that first verse is really what all this is going to be about, is showing that. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast 
and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And we'll stop right there. So the question this morning is, is your wisdom worldly or is it godly? That's really what you need to be asking yourself as we go through all of this. And there'll be examples and characteristics that we can fall back on. But, you know, the thing is, the Bible should help us examine ourselves and our walk with God. And that's really what this has all been about. And only you know, you know where, you're, where you're at with your, with your walk. And that's where that true wisdom comes in. And we should always examine ourselves. Do you guys agree with that? As a child of God, we should always examine ourselves according to the Word. Because if we're examining ourselves according to the world, we're going the wrong path. And that's really what we'll kind of get into this morning. So is your wisdom godly or is it earthly? That's the question you have to ask. Your life, your conduct, your words as we talked about last week. How do they demonstrate your walk with Christ? The wise man reveals his wisdom by his actions. I actually found this, I don't remember it was a sermon, I think. But this is talking about true wisdom. The ability to see life from God's perspective. That is a great definition of wisdom. The ability to see life from God's perspective. Where worldly wisdom revolves around our perspectives. Or the word, you know, selfish perspectives. So there's a couple of different types of wisdom, as, as we've already talked about. And we want to look at where they come from and what they are. So the first type, I think it was verse 14 there. Actually, it's uh, 15. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is self-focused. It's all about us. It's all about what we want. What we have, just self-focused. You know, what I need, what I desire. All that selfishness. You know, following our culture. Don't follow our culture today because it's nuts. Let me tell you. Just go look on Facebook or any other social media. I mean, some of the stuff that they're, they're proclaiming is truth today in schools. And just, it's unbelievable. It, it really is. Um, and I don't mean to beat anybody down or anything like that. You know, the, there's a lot of stuff about racism being taught today and a lot of stuff about, you know, love who you love. I mean, that's not what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. It's not what the Bible says. So we've got to be real careful. Or I think, what was the last one? Parents are terrorists. If you go to a school board meeting and disagree or what? Come on. But that's what it's about. You know, the, the world is telling us this is right. This is true. Believe this. This is wrong. We can't fall into that. We can't be deceived. So I found a verse here in Proverbs 14.12 that talks about the, the worldly wisdom. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So again, that worldly, the worldly wisdom, how it leads to chaos and death and destruction. And like it says there in 15, it is not from above, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. 
So what are those? What's earthly? What's worldly? I think it's talking about being only concerned about here and now in this life. You know, this world. And a lot of people are stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Don't you know a lot of people that it's just all about here and now? YOLO. You only live once. Go live it. All these kids are all, yep. Unspiritual, sensual. It's talking about that fleshly desire. It's almost, the term there is used like animal. Like an animal type desire. Or gratification of passions. Or demonic. Spirit of bad nature. I kind of see that as Satan deceiving. And there's a lot of that going on in this world today. Satan is deceiving. And we got to be real careful what we believe. But, you know, if you think of all those, they don't sound too appealing, do they? When you think about it that way. But as we get into characteristics in a little bit, you'll see, you'll kind of see, oh, okay, I did that or I fell under that. So a perfect example of earthly wisdom. Flip over to Genesis chapter 3 real quick. What is Genesis chapter 3? Anybody that's been there on Sunday nights the last few weeks? Well, Tony will give them a, a quiz. The fall. Everybody remember that from Sunday night? The fall. And we all know what happened in the fall. So verse 4. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. And remember, God said, you can eat of every tree except for this one or you'll surely die. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and then it was a delight to the eyes and it was a, this is the key, it was a tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Now, she was thinking she was getting godly wisdom. She was thinking she was going to be like God. That's why she did it. There's that fleshly desire. All that that she wanted to be like God. But Satan deceived her and she actually received worldly wisdom. Mm -hmm. Which really didn't benefit her. It actually got her kicked out of of paradise. (laughs) That worldly wisdom. And like I said, Satan is still deceiving today. It's not stopped. So again, that perspective of worldly is all about self. That earthly, that flesh, demonic. Those selfish desires. But here's the good part. Godly wisdom. When I said, where does wisdom come from? Daniel pointed up. And he's absolutely right. Godly wisdom is Christ-centered life. Looking for His perspective and not your perspective. There's a big difference there, don't you think? Looking at His perspective instead of your perspective. I think sometimes we just get caught in our perspective of everything. And James is telling us that's not right. That's worldly. That's earthly. It's His perspective that matters. Submitting to His will and His way. His will and His What a sin. Going our way. Sin is going our way, thinking we know what's right. Godly wisdom is going His way. Going His way. Not selfish at all. And that leads to fruitfulness and peace. Proverbs 9, verse 10. 
says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You know, I think a lot of people out there just think wisdom, again, like we mentioned earlier, wisdom is head knowledge. There's a lot of people in this world that think that. Probably a lot of Christians that think that, like we talked about this morning. You know, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you're saved. Read this card and you're saved. It's not what the Word of God says. It's not what the Word of God says. It's not just a head knowledge. Mm -hmm. Wisdom comes from God, who knows all and is all wise. He knows all and He's all wise. Proverbs 2.6 For the Lord gives wisdom, from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. You know, if you flip back to the first chapter of James, verse 5 there, it talks about if anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. Ask God, and He'll give it to you. Because who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to Him. You just got to ask God. I think sometimes we try to figure things out on our own, and it just does not work. It doesn't work. But again, it's more about His perspective, not ours. You know, and if you think about it, if you are a child of God, if you have been born again, if you are saved, your life should be Jesus. Jesus should be living through you out in that world where everybody can see Him. I think that's where we fall short. Don't you? We try to let people see us. It should be the reverse. If you are a child of God, everything that you do should glorify God and point to Christ. Everything. And we fall so short. We fall so short. And a lot of it will come into these characteristics that we'll get into in a minute. But your speech, your life, your actions, your wisdom should all come from Him. It should all come from Him. It should really show, like we said, it should come from the heart of what He changed. So the second question this morning is, how do each of these types of wisdom impact you? So each of these, I want to ask, like, so worldly wisdom directs me to be a blank person, if you will. So each of these different characteristics, it's like 14 through 16 there. So the first one is worldly wisdom directs me to be a jealous, bitter, envious person. Anybody relate to that? I can't. Worldly wisdom directs me to be a jealous, bitter, envious person. Who's ever been in a situation where somebody got something? A promotion or whatever it is. I always see promotions on LinkedIn. I'm like, that, that person stinks. They shouldn't have got that. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous that it wasn't me. I'm just envious. I want that. They shouldn't have got that. I should have. I put on all this hard work. I should have got it. Who's jealous? We're just jealous. Envious. Second one, contentious. Worldly wisdom directs me to be a contentious person. Anybody know what contentious means? Lindsay? English major? (laughs) I'm just messing with you. You're good. Selfish ambition. Self-seeking. Contentious. Stimulate to anger. You know, one of the things I was thinking about when I was studying through this is who's been around those people 
Every time you're around them, there's drama. There's separation. There's division. That's really what he's getting to here. It's those kind of people that just want to divide. And it's drama. Some some people laugh. So you obviously know people that are like that. They're always drama. Contentious. It's the complete opposite of meekness. Third one, prideful. This one's a tough one. Because I think we all struggle with pride. Worldly wisdom directs me to be a prideful person. Boastful, arrogant, all about me. Look at what I got. Look at my nice suit. Woo! That made me pick because I'm so fat. Like, why do we do that stuff? Why do we say, okay, I've got this such a nice house and such a nice car and such a this, gotta polish it every Sunday? And why do we do that? Or I got this job that's so great. I'll never have to worry about financial whatever. People like to brag. People like to boast. People like to be arrogant. Again, that's one of those characteristics of worldly wisdom. It's funny when people laugh because you know they're thinking about somebody. Last one. Lying. This is another tough one. This one goes back to what we preached last week about the tongue. Worldly wisdom directs me to be a lying person or be false to the truth. And again, I think this comes back to a lot of those religions that are deceiving people into thinking they have Jesus. We talked about that this morning in class. If I take my, this card to Tyler, I'm not bashing anyone. If I say to Tyler, read this and you'll be saved. That is nowhere in the Bible. That is nowhere in the Bible. Is it? Yeah. Nowhere. It's Jesus talking to your heart Amen. to receive salvation, to receive Christ's salvation. We have all these things out in the world. Just do this. Just follow these steps. Just, like we said this morning, just sacrifice this animal. It's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. And people are deceiving people into thinking they have Jesus. And there's a lot of other things out there too. Don't get me wrong. People are deceiving. It goes back to the fall. And that's worldly, earthly wisdom. And you can't, I mean, think about this. How bad is that? You know, it, it's almost like, okay, so you have Christians and you have non-Christians. Do you think that people that think they're Christians are in a more dangerous place than people who are not? Do you think that? Because they think they're okay. I go to church every Sunday. I put money in the offering every Sunday. I go listen to Brother Andy's Sunday school. I'm okay. I said the prayer when I was five. I went to, what was it called, Sarah? I went to Awana. (laughs) We were talking about this morning in class. But people are deceived into thinking that they're okay with God. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Lying, deceiving, false to the truth. Well, people lie a lot, don't they? I think we even get caught in that a lot of times. Sometimes a little lie, though. Like the Snicker Bar commercial. Do I look fat in this dress? I'm like, honey, do I look fat in this suit? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. So then let's look at the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the opposite side where godly wisdom directs. To be a specific type of person. And again, it's all through Jesus. 
first one is pure. Pure. It's in verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, innocent, holy, perfect, desiring holiness, desiring his perspective, not mine. Pure. You know, I was thinking a lot of people are going to think that as saying I'm pure. No, I'm not pure. It's who's living through me that's pure. That's the key. None of us are. It's who's living through me that allows me to be that way. And I still mess up. Second one, peaceful. Not causing conflict. Not causing that strife. Not causing division and drama every single where you go. Every single place you go. I can't talk, guys. You know that. By producing peace through humility. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago about relationships about building those relationships and how important it is in discipleship. Brother Ryan's doing a great job talking about discipleship in Sunday school class. Building relationships is important in the church and outside the church. Because if you don't go build those relationships outside the church, you're never going to have anything to invite people into the church. Right? It's important. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, actually, I talked to a guy this week. I'm just convinced I'm not going to talk to anybody that are Christians anymore. And I'm like, huh? Are you serious? Like, how are you ever going to witness to anyone then? If I'm ever around anyone that's not a Christian, am I actually doing my job? The Bible says we are supposed to go out and spread the gospel. So basically, I can only go spread the gospel in light of coming and job. Everybody that I know is a Christian. Folks, that's wrong. That's wrong. We are supposed to take Jesus out there to everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone, regardless. And the thing is, we can never give up on anyone. Because He never gave up on us. He never gave up on us. Getting my exercise this morning. Peaceful. It's the opposite of jealousy and contentious like we talked about earlier. Gentle. So when you hear the word gentle, what do you think about? Just those people that are just gentle. I don't think about that. I think about gentle but powerful. Gentle but powerful. Jesus was gentle, but he was powerful. That's what I think about, how powerful he was. But he was gentle. He was meek. He was courteous. He was considerate of others. And that's how we as Christians need to be. Reasonable is the next one. Pleasant, willing to yield. Teachable, not stubborn. That's the thing that jumped out to me. Stubborn. I am so stubborn sometimes. Does anybody else struggle with that? I am so stubborn. I think I get it from Amanda because she's really stubborn. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anybody else struggle with that? Being stubborn? I'm so stubborn. Next one, merciful. Godly wisdom directs me to be merciful. This one kind of got me. So it talked about like compassion and forgiving. But actually the writer, what, what he talked more about that is forgiving with the ability to take that a step further and actually go serve that person. That's different. That's a lot different than just forgiving, isn't it? Forgiving someone and going and serving them. 
Boy, that smacks me right in the face. Merciful. A couple others. Fruitful. Decisive and sincere. Now, carrying out good deeds. Being consistent. Unwavering. I think we all struggle with that. We all struggle with being consistent in our walk. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. We've talked about it so many times. We as Christian people are all a mess. But we come to church and we get all dressed up and think we're not. But we are. But again, I think that's deceiving. We want people to think we're all. We're it. Even though my jacket don't fit. Why do we think that? We are an absolute mess. Who in this church had a family issue this week? Who in this church lied? Who in this church done? Come on! We are a mess. And it takes Jesus to clean us up. It takes the Holy Spirit to come in and live through us to make us all of these fruitful, decisive, and sincere. Seeking God's glory. One, it was interesting there. One of those terms that referred to never wearing a mask. Never being fake. And again, you might fool us all you want. You might come here and act like a Christian and do all the things that Christians do. You're not fooling Him. You're not fooling Him at all. He knows your heart. Jump over to uh, Galatians chapter 5 real quick. Because this goes right along with all those. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, ending one another. Well, that goes right along with all these, doesn't it? Fruit of the Spirit. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. So the last thing we want to look at this morning is the results of each type of wisdom. And how you know, how you can know which direction you're going. So let's look at worldly. Verse 16 there. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. We t- the big word we've talked about already is division. I'm really convinced that everything in this world is trying to divide us amongst everything. Christians or not Christians. Everything that we're seeing everywhere, media, government, news, everywhere, they're trying to divide us. Just as Americans, we're trying to, they're trying to divide us. That's, I was, as, I, as I was studying through this, I'm like, the world today is exactly what that's talking about. Everybody's on Facebook, well, you did this, you said this, you said this, or, or, you know, giving their opinions. When did we ever think that was okay? People like to hide behind them. They call me keyboard warrior for, for work, so, or the kids do anyway. But people just like to hide behind their keyboards. It's just crazy. But you know, as I was thinking through this, doesn't it look like Satan's winning? Doesn't it look like everything he's doing in the world that he's winning? Let me tell you, folks, he is not winning one bit. 
because Jesus already won the war. Right. He already came. How did that cause him to die for my sins and for your sins? He won it all. Now we have to take that salvation out to the world so that they can get it, that they can see Jesus, that they can receive him. See you So how can you tell? How can you tell if you're following worldly wisdom as a Christian? Well, first thing is, are you spending time with God? You know, I love when Tony always talked about going on this hill and spending time, just him and God. And that is so important. And we like to neglect it so much. But there is something in that. Mm -hmm. There's something in that. Spending time with God. You're taking that time, reading and meditating. Just those moments alone with God. They're so important. And we neglect it. The other thing is, like we said earlier, we have a hard time edifying people. We have a hard time congratulating people when they do get something like that. You know, you're so selfish and I should have got that. Tell them congratulations. You don't know the whole situation. Be happy for people. But, you know, that, that gets in the way. We have issues with that. Honoring and encouraging them and discipling other people. And then the other thing is that ongoing relational conflict just seems like it never ends sometimes when you're going that direction. And the last one, and this is a really good one, Moments of repentance are few and far between. And that is so important to a child of God. Because like we've said, we are a mess. And every time we screw up or, or sin, we need to be asking for forgiveness. And again, that could be part of that, that quiet time with God. And then the world is so noisy. There's so many distractions. Facebook, I mean, how many people are just constantly? I finally deleted them. I can't take it no more. There used to be a, a game, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, called Heyday. I loved it. I absolutely, I constantly was like, oh, i got to feed my goats, i got to feed my cows. <laughs> I haven't played it in two months. Because it was taking so, and who else can relate to that? I know everyone, I, mean, I know who has Heyday because we were all in the group together. <laughs> I, this, is, this is a funny story. I was, and I hadn't played it in about a month. I get a text from Rachel. She's like, Dad, you got any wheat? And I'm like, huh? I'm like, no. 
she was like, oh, hey there. I'm like, I don't know. That's, you, know it's, you know it's bad when you're texting each other like, hey, you got any hay? Hey, you got any corn? Hey, you got any milk? That's bad. <laughs> but it happens. But it's a distraction. You know, and if, and if those things are taken over, you don't really need to think about it. I still have hay day, but I haven't touched it. And it's like I was thinking this morning on the way here. How many times do you open your phone and just immediately go to Facebook? Or whatever your preference is. What if you spent that time in God's Word? What if you spent that time in His Word? Or just talking to Him, just praying. I finally deleted it. Because that's the first you go, what's going on today? What's drama today? We like drama. Oh, President Biden did this. Oh, Trump got blamed for this. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. And you all should be too because it's trying to divide us. It is trying to divide us. Even, even in this church, it is trying to divide us. And God brings us together. Godly wisdom, like I said earlier, produces fruitful lives filled with righteousness and peace. Verse 18 there, 17 and 18 actually. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. A constant prayer. That's how you can tell. You're constantly in prayer. You're not on heyday. Not that heyday's bad. If you put too much time into it. Reading and meditating in God's Word. Working on that relationship with Him. You know, have you ever thought about that? Like as far as relationships go? Like if me and Amanda never spent time together, our relationship wouldn't be too good, would it? It's the same way with God. It's the same way with God. You have to spend time with Him. You have to get in His Word. You have to pray. You have to seek His wisdom. You know, going back to that definition earlier, His perspective of things, not ours. Not this worldly perspective of things. Because it's not right. You know, seeking and building those relationships... And all this made me think of that verse where it talks about loving God with your everything, all your heart, soul, mind, everything, Mm -hmm. and loving your neighbors yourself. That's really what a lot of that comes back to. And the question we all have to ask ourselves is which of these characteristics are we demonstrating in our walk? Which of these are we demonstrating in our walk with Jesus? Because you're not going to fool people. You might think you are, but you're not going to. They're going to see right through you if you're a fake Christian. They're going to see right through it. Are you following worldly or godly wisdom? Mm -hmm. You know which one you are. You know it. You know, are you are you going the direction of chaos and division? We're talking there about earthly and spiritual demonic. If you are, you need to repent. You need to get back on track with God. Again, going back to that moment of, of just asking God to forgive you. You know, I think we make a big deal sometimes about people coming up here. You've got to get right. You've got to go to the altar. You've got to do this. You can ask God for forgiveness right there. You don't have to come up here and spill your guts. You can ask God for forgiveness right there. I think that's a lot. Do you think that's why people don't come up here anymore? Because they're expected to spill their guts. That's between you and God. 
It's between you and Him. Now, if you want to come up here and tell us so we can support you, that's a completely different story. But repentance is between you and Him, not us. It's between you and Him. And the other thing that you've got to ask yourself this morning, if you're on that worldly path, have you ever actually accepted Jesus into your heart? Mm-hmm. Again, we've been so deceived into thinking this is how you get Jesus. You know, if Sarah thought she got him at Awana or whatever you want to call it, that's not how you get Jesus. You don't get Jesus by reading the car. You don't get Jesus by going through these steps. How do you get Jesus? You heard about this morning. He's got to be drawing you. Mm-hmm. And boy, let me tell you, when He draws you, mm-hmm. your heart feels like it's going to count out of your chest. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. And I, when I was little, it's like you just tell them, I'm not going up there. I'm not going up there. But again, that's another thing. we got this perception that we got to come right here and kneel and say these words to get saved. Brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, you can get saved right where you are. Mm-hmm. If Jesus speaks to your heart and you accept that, you can get saved no matter where you are. Brother Tony got saved at the top of a barn. Everybody's salvation experience is different. And we just have this mentality. You've got to come up here. Because that's not the way it is. God can save you no matter where you are. But He's got to draw on you. That's what we talked about this morning. Yep. You know, can, can people get so far away where He's calling and calling and calling and He stops? It's possible. I'm not God. I don't know. I can't tell you though, when he calls you, mm-hmm. if you don't accept it, he's not guaranteed to call you again. Right. I do know that. Mm-hmm. I do know that. Like I said, when you when you can tell God, it, it, it's funny. When even as a, a born again person, when you know that God is dealing with somebody's heart, it's like you're getting saved all over again. Mm-hmm. That heart's just pounding like you just pray. Let him let him accept him this morning. Let him accept him this morning. We make it so hard sometimes. You gotta do this. You gotta come up and stand in front of everybody and just mm-hmm. tell all your past history of all the bad stuff you've done. Let me tell you, if I did that, we'd be here for hours. And a lot of you too would, would be too. Am I right? Yes. Absolutely. But it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ Amen. and nothing else. Through the blood of the Lamb, He came and died. Willingly to take away the sins of the world so that we had a hope of everlasting life. Because without Him coming and doing that, we were in trouble. We were in a world of hurt with no hope. Mm -hmm. But He gives us hope. So just remember this morning, godly wisdom brings peace and joy and righteousness, fruitfulness, all those good things we talked about, where earthly wisdom brings chaos, destruction, division. Brothers and sisters, you don't want no part of that. So again, the question you have to ask yourself this morning is where are you with your walk with God? Where are you? Where's that wisdom coming down for you? Or is it coming up? Or you, it's so worldly and so earthly that you can't see God. Let me tell you, you have to get yourself out of the way. Every time I'm sitting there on Sunday morning, before I stand up here, I'm like, God, get me out of the way. Because there's nothing I can say to save anyone. 
But you can. You can. All right. I'm going to shut up this morning. I'm going to ask everybody to stand this morning. One verse of the song, brother.